0: From Fortress Funds Managers, this is Do It For Grantley, a podcast where we speak with women and men in Barbados about their Grantleys and other money matters. I'm Kim Howard, Marketing Manager at Fortress, and my co-host is Omar Kennedy. Hello, listeners. An entrepreneur, author, and former financial manager. Our guests for our first episode of Season 5 are business owners Dario Greenwich and Anderson King. Both men came to entrepreneurship after working in the corporate world, but from two very different starting points. For the past 10 years, Dario has managed Shine Automotive Inc., an auto detailing and service company after five years in banking. Anderson has worked in marketing and advertising, both on the agency and corporate side for over 20 years. He now heads his own marketing consultancy, King Marketing. Today, they join us for the company you keep as we speak about the value of community in helping you to pursue and achieve your financial goals. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to us, so let's get to it. Financial security doesn't grow on trees. It's built brick by brick with smart investments and a strong partner.
1: To retirement, education, and whatever your future may hold, we say, bring it on. At Fortress Fund Managers, we're not afraid of the hard work, long hours, or steady saving, just like you aren't. We know better than anyone that you can't just hope for good luck. Call Fortress Fund Managers on 435-7777 to build your personal
0: fortress.
2: Your future. Our business. Fortress.
0: Doin' for Grandly is brought to you by Fortress Fund Managers. Fortress is a mutual fund company operating in Barbados since 1996. We only do mutual funds. And that's what we do. Omar, you can tell us a little bit more about what mutual funds are. A mutual
1: fund is an investment product which pulls together money from investors, you, into one big pot. And that money is then taken and invested all over the world in stocks, bonds, other types of investments which Fortress knows will make money for you. So the thing about mutual funds is it's based on the principle of diversification, not putting all of your eggs in one basket. So instead of you just investing in one company, in one bond, in one whatever, Fortress takes it and invests in hundreds of different companies for you so that you can maximize your potential return and minimize any potential losses.
0: Indeed. And one of the things that we've been doing in recent years is this podcast, Do It For Grantly on all sorts of different topics to do with investing and money in Barbados, um, saving versus investing, family matters, and when family matters when it comes to money, debt management, productive investments, millennial investors, and also we've been looking at how to encourage economic growth during the COVID-19 pandemic. So there really is a lot of material out there available on our website, fortressfunds.com slash podcast. And you can catch up on all the previous episodes there or on any of the usual podcast apps. Today, we have two brand new guests to the show. The first is Dario Greenwich of Shine Automotive Inc. How are you, Dario?
3: Hi, Kim. I'm pretty good.
0: Good to have you. Now, Shine Automotive is a company that was birthed from Dario's desire for entrepreneurship after a five year career in banking. Yeah,
3: fun times. I, I mean, I started banking when I was 16. So it is everything fun about working from 16.
0: I can imagine. And having your own money at that time, too. Yes.
3: Or a lot thereof. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so he ventured out into the world of entrepreneurship five years later, and he has a strong desire to influence change and to create a more enabling environment for emerging businesses and has now lit the path for future projects, correct? Certainly. Okay. The second guest we have is a Andy King, who is a marketing and advertising executive with over 20 years experience in the field. How are you doing, Andy?
2: I am well. Thanks Good. for having me.
0: I'm glad to have you. Now, Andy worked previously leading an ad agency. So he's been, he's been around the block. I'll claim I started things, at yes? like Dario. All right. There we go. And then, and then five years later, you were heading up Sajikor's right. marketing department. Yeah? Yep. Awesome. What a trajectory. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you both for being here. And it's good to have you.
1: Okay, guys. Um, I have a question. Both of you are investors, but um, in very different ways. Dario, tell us about your investing process.
3: Um, you know, for me, is I am very, very passionate about business and entrepreneurship and business development on a whole. So for me, investment uh, comes in the form of that. New projects, new businesses, new opportunities within existing businesses. Um, and I really go based on the passion or the desire for what I think the outcome would be. Not always, you know, the most research and that kind of thing. Sometimes it's a gut decision and I just make a decision based, based on that. Um, and and yeah, that's pretty much the process and, you know, the kind of investment that I look for at this point in time. What are you actually looking for when you align yourself with a company? You look for two things. Uh, I, I, I have a, you know, I, I like to see things grow. So something that I could definitely contribute, not only money, but certainly add more value than that. So a project that I could add, whether it be concept, whether it be um, the actual administration, whether it be the execution um, and something that has some level of uh, positive outcome, whether it be for the clients, whether it be for the community or for the shareholders, you know, that is exactly what I desire desire to be, you know, a project as worth well, my time and energy at um, uh, this time. Andy, what what about you?
1: Um, what what is your investing process like? Uh, it's very different to that one because
2: I'm I'm extremely risk averse as it mm-hmm. <laughs> in terms of of investments. I would say the majority of my investments, quote unquote, would be in more traditional um, vehicles than you know the hardcore entrepreneurial looking to start up this and start up that. So my path
1: is, is quite different to, to Dario's. Okay, so um, what, what do you tend to look for then? Um,
2: well, I mean, what's been there in terms of investment has been hanging around for a while. That would have been things like mutual funds and then endowments and that type of more traditional insurance type Understood. product. So mm-hmm. put that aside, any other investment that I might go into could be a two-year process of trying to figure out how to get in. I so, like, even now there's something that's coming through, that I've literally been going back and forth for almost two years, making sure everything is right. Because, as I mentioned before, I don't have money to play with. <laughs> so, as far as I'm concerned, if I lose, you know, five thousand dollars in an investment, I'm ready to burn down everything. So. <laughs> no, I understand. <laughs> My approach is very, very different. To you know,
1: so. I understand. I would like to put a little um, point here. Um, As Andy just mentioned, he likes to enter things which are risk averse. And he mentioned mutual funds. And that is what Fortress does. Fortress manages mutual funds and does it well.
0: Yes, indeed.
1: No burning dung of anything
0: here. No, no, we definitely don't endorse that kind of um, <laughs> yeah. that kind of approach. But no, it, it's true, and I understand the kind of reluctance or um, the desire to make sure that all the eyes with oddities are crossed. I almost wish that more people would take that approach, but you know, you do what you have to do to get where you want to get. And so you mentioned though that you you've taken like a more traditional approach to things, but I believe no, you are you're an entrepreneur now.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is this
0: the first time that you've kind of stepped out on your own?
2: One hundred percent, the first time.
0: Wow. So, what helped propel you to take that step? Did you tend to spend like the last ten years trying to figure it out?
2: Yeah. Well, I don't. Need...
1: <laughs> the funny thing Talk is, truth.
2: I am. I am. I guess you. I, I'm currently a business owner, and it was. It was never that becoming a business owner was on the cards for me. Um, I didn't have a problem with existing in either the corporate world or working with a large agency or or whatever my past was. Um, But as I I did have a view into eventually becoming a consultant and just, you know, having a pretty easy-ish type of life, moving in and out of companies and helping them with with marketing strategy, et cetera. Um, But everything kind of came in place as a result of clients reaching out for more and more than what had been delivered which then caused me to start the business and move a little forward. So it's, it's, I don't want to say it's accidental more than it was a more organic growth than me saying, I am going to go and start this company right now and take over the world. So I actually don't mind it like this because then each step is taken. You know, I, I still am very deliberate with the things I do, even if it is growth that isn't as a result of a five or 10-year plan. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, totally. And- Dario, you also worked in the corporate um corporate area before you moved into entrepreneurship. Um what was what was the thing that drove you to do that? And then what was the first step that you took once you decided to do that?
3: Um, well, it was really I I, I had a conversation with a couple of guys one weekend, and we were talking about the vehicle population on the road. And that mm-hmm. is what planted the idea initially for Shine Automotive. Um but it's really getting my end year report actually one one December when my, my manager at the time said that my future with the bank is yet to be determined and at 21 years old you know I feel as though I could take over the world um, and here seeing that in my report and having just printed my resignation letter because I thought that I could clean every car in Barbados at that time I said well there's no time better than no to, to resign and I literally resigned that was a Wednesday and um, I started the business like the, the Friday and, um, but it was, it was a hard road learning that, you know, you don't just start a business and expect to get the entire market share from the jump, and, um, but it was an exciting journey from, from the start, nonetheless. How important would you say um, is a community in
1: helping you pursue and achieve your financial goals? Um, this is in business, entrepreneurship, and, and, and otherwise.
3: It is extremely critical. I mean, when I first started, I did not have the opportunity the luxury of having the right advisors, having the right counsel, and having professionals like Andy, for instance, to be able to guide me in terms of marketing and stuff like that. And if I had that at that stage, you know, I imagine that my business would be. Would be way bigger than it is now um, but because I started you know you start a very small operation you start out of pocket and you literally you just start with the community of people around you. and at that time everybody that I knew was either going, going to university or working at the bank so they didn't have the knowledge and the and the resources or the technical expertise in whether it be legal whether it be accounting whether it be marketing you know so I had to learn pretty much everything on the job and that mentorship and that counsel at that time or rather for any business is extremely critical and it really propels growth. It helps you not to fall into 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 traps that other businesses would be, would be falling into. And it really gets your foundation to be as solid as possible in the initial stages. This leads me to a very important question here. I was recently
1: in a conversation with a young lady and we were discussing your financial goals and accomplishments and actually discussing them. So did you... Or do you um, discuss your goals and accomplishments with your friends
3: and family, and and if you do, what is the, the experience like? Family, no, but my my entrepreneurial friends definitely. So I have a, a pretty close group of entrepreneurial friends. And most of them are a lot more experienced in business than I am. And I would discuss whether it be my goals, whether it be new opportunities within the business or new opportunities I see outside the business. I would pretty much discuss everything with them and use them as a, a songboard to be able to get advice and information. Um, but I, I, I've never thought, because I come I come from a family who don't necessarily believe in an entrepreneurship. Um, so it is it, it was a little difficult back then, and, and it is still difficult to have conversations with objective perspectives, um, With family and stuff like that with um and even some friends that are not into business um about business you know so i i find associating yourself with like-minded persons or persons who've been on the path that you've been on or have some level of expertise in whatever professional field that you need that level of consultation um on i think that is that is very important absolutely
1: Absolutely. Andy, I would like to switch over to you, um, the, the same question. Um, how important is community in helping you to pursue and achieve your goals? And, and do you discuss your financial goals and accomplishments with your peers or family? I don't even know
2: what my financial goals are. <laughs> no. no, seriously though.
1: Um, community
2: is important. I, I think, uh, as, as Dario mentioned, it isn't necessarily that you might find it within your family. It may not be a group of friends. In my case, it is that I have a key partnership with someone in the same industry I'm in who had been running a business for longer than I had been running. Um, but what I was able to bring to that then is that I had more senior management um, level training or understanding or experience in terms of you know managing the agency so Together, um, I was able to get a lot of information in terms of being the actual business owner as opposed Mm -hmm. to just running the operations. So I think that was critical and is critical because to this day, um, without that partnership, I probably wouldn't be as organized as I am now. Um, In terms of family, I think one of the things that we as a community, um, I think Barbados in general, I'm going back to this whole risk-averse thing again. It is a lot harder for us to throw a $30,000 at a venture because when that goes, we can't just sit back and wait to inherit mommy or daddy's house and lands, etc. So I find as young black entrepreneurs in Barbados in particular, it is, it is not as easy for us to run off in a direction to even if we have good ideas, because in terms of capital and access to that capital, even it is, it's a little rougher for us. So, Leaning on my family, I understand I don't I can't put them in a position where they themselves um would be afraid to, you know, push forward or they would be it would be they would advise, well, are you sure? You know, if that money is there sitting down, then you cover mm-hmm. But if you're gonna take that money and do something with it, are you sure? So I wouldn't, you know, put that on my family because I know the first thing they're gonna do is be like, uh maybe you shouldn't. But I don't wanna make it think as or make it seem as though it's because they're pulling me back or holding me back. It's just that they are worried that, you know, that
3: you, that, you fall right. short. that you fall Agreed. short. And, and I think that has Correct. been, that has also been my, I remember when I first started my, when I went home, because I didn't actually tell my mom that I was resigning, <laughs> although I was living at her house when, when, I, when I started business. I didn't resign and went home at night and I was like, listen, mom. From tomorrow, I ain't we to call and say, so, you know, you're gonna wash cares or whatever. There and she was know. like, Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you saying you, you're making a mistake, you're making a mistake.
0: It's like a conservative response to me. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> I, and I was like, well,
3: and you say, you know, I any day they know how hard they had to fight to get to, you know, whatever it, And yeah. they really don't want to lose that position or whatever. Correct. So but for me, I was in my head, I was just like but there are 100,000 cars in Barbados. Like, how could I not be successful, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is just the inner optimist as well as, you know, being young and eager to... And, 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 and I'm not afraid of, of failing, on, for, which is not necessarily a good thing uh, because sometimes I, on unlike Fortress, sometimes I do put my all my eggs in one basket, you know? Um, and that is a reality, uh, but it is not necessarily the best practice um, or rather it isn't the best practice. And that I realize now that I've, been you know been in business for a little while and you see things happen um, before your eyes. Agreed. Um, what a lot of persons do in
1: Barbados as well is when they're thinking of having a business, they actually invest some monies down into something like a mutual fund, so that in time, in case you know that you have you have bullish cycles and bearish cycles, you know booms and busts. So when a downtime comes, they have something that they can pull from, so that when the rough time comes, they can still pull and make sure they have enough capital to to stay afloat.
0: Do you think that you are likely to generate new business partnerships through friends, or discover new friendships through business partnerships? Dario,
3: um, yeah, I, I think I think that is definitely a reality. Um, and what I've found is that the the more you you focus on, you know whatever your goals are and this goes past just financial goals but the more you focus on whatever your goals and aspirations are in life I find those persons that are critical to that growth or critical to that development tend to find their way into your lives like-minded people kind of finding each other um, and that has been my experience and uh, I think it happens once you actively work towards whatever is your goals or dreams uh, are every single day
0: what about you, Andy? I mean, you spoke earlier about one of the partnerships that you have that you think that has been critical in helping your business to be mm-hmm. you know, steady as it is right now. Um, do you think that, there's, that you're more likely to generate more partnerships of that nature now as an entrepreneur?
2: Yeah, I think so. As it is, there is it, within, it, within our industry, a lot of business comes through contacts. Um, and other than just you know, project by project, there are opportunities then that people would look to align with you because of your skill set and what you offer and what they may not offer. Um, so there are always opportunities popping up here and there for something entrepreneurial or another business opportunity to, to come up. So that's, that's always a good thing to look forward to.
0: Now I'm going to ask you both something. What's the greatest financial lesson that a friend taught you? Cause you talked about like building friendships and, and partnerships through business. What's the greatest financial lesson that a friend has taught you that you've, that you've acted on
1: that
2: um how to and and i don't even know So so, or or not to have debt and i don't know if if i hear a lot of people saying no don't spend your own money borrow this and borrow that so you don't ever you know use your own money to do things i am terrified of debt and and as a result of that i will not have anything catching up on me because you know as a small you know you know business or whatever I feel like debt is something that can catch up to a small business quickly. So my whole thing is after I got that advice about, well, having seen her business, you know, fold under a, a boatload of debt, um, that's never going to happen to me as, as much as I can avoid it. So that's one of the you know, greatest pieces of advice I had.
3: Mm-hmm. What about you, Darian? Um, For me, I'd say uh, uh, one, of my account, one of my good advisors now told me about five years ago, he said, even if it is that you set aside, just $50 a month. Just commit to just setting aside some portion of your revenue on a monthly basis. And regardless of what happens, just try not to touch it. And um, you'd be surprised to see how you could actually multiply and accumulate that or, or, um, that revenue or rather that, that portion that you've set aside over a long period of time. And I wish that someone had told me that when I first started, even if it was just like $10 a, a, a week or whatever, you know, um, because time really flies. I mean, I've been in business for 10 years, so and it doesn't feel like 10 years. So time really goes by. A lot of persons believe that investing in mutual funds is indeed difficult,
1: or only a certain type of person can invest in mutual funds. But what you can actually do is invest a small portion of your money, just as, as Dario said, and just put a small amount down, um, uh, is a, a standing order is what you call it, or a, a salary deduction, or wh- whatever you call it, and just place it into the mutual fund. You know, you know, it's out of sight, out of mind. And then you know you look back at it every once in a while, and you would be surprised at how much money you can accumulate from savings when you do things that way. It's, it's, it's worked for many persons in the past.
0: And I I can attest to that myself because I remember I had that conversation with my sister, actually, that same conversation you had, Dario, where she said to me, because I was lamenting how I couldn't save, I couldn't save, I didn't have enough to save. And she was like, How much money do you spend on coffees and stuff every week? And I was like, ah. But. <laughs> I I started, I started an account with what I called in quotation marks, coffee money. And, um, yeah. And that account has grown significantly over the years.
2: Um, you gave up the coffee.
0: Um, that's a different story altogether. <laughs> we can talk about that. Cause I hear,
2: I'm like, is there something else you can give up?
0: Other than coffee? <laughs> um, yeah. I also had M&M's money and, um, I other really? junk that i didn't have to consume yeah, we can get rid of those so the like, point the point the point being that even if you have four coffees instead of five mm-hmm. then hey that extra that that how much ever money it is it doesn't seem like a lot but yeah. if you put that together keep it in a top and yeah. put it together at the end yeah. of the month and put that somewhere that is still something right absolutely so for those who are listening would you how what would you guys recommend to them about Cultivating the right community to bolster their pursuit of financial independence, however that may look for them.
3: I, I think I think research at this point in time and being as financially literate, literate is, is is definitely something that people should try to do. Um, I but I also think the responsibility is on uh, companies um, like Fortress to be able to have sessions like these and also look to see exactly how they could partner with um whether it be entrepreneurs whether it be um, individuals to create products that young people especially want to invest in because i remember when i worked at the bank Uh, when I heard about mutual funds and what mutual funds was, I was like, all right, that's something my dad could probably do. But at that time it wasn't exciting, you know, but for for instance, if I had heard that, you know, Fortress created a mutual fund that's going directly to entrepreneurs, then I'd be like, yeah, that's something that I would want to put some money aside for because I could connect with it. You know, I could, I could relate to it. I could see how that funding could not only benefit my business, but how it could benefit the ecosystem. Um, And I think that, Uh, those kind of partnerships or those kind of ideas coming to the fore would definitely um, both excite persons and encourage persons to do some more research and to find out exactly what is out there and what they could invest in. And it would, like, like Andy was saying earlier, you know, because we are first generation entrepreneurs, it would definitely create that investment or you know yeah investment appetite amongst yeah. us so that we would be eager to do things and less risk averse and uh, more comfortable you know to pelt a dirty ground if, if you really want <laughs> <to>. <laughs> you can pelt
0: it in this direction <laughs> i'll catch it um andy what do you, you
2: sorry repeat the question again
0: oh sorry um what would you recommend to our listeners in terms of cultivating the right community to bolster their pursuit of financial independence if you would recommend
2: anything to um you? i got a I got a, quite a few thoughts on this. I think one of the things that is, imp- I mentor a few u e students, et cetera, and I think th- there must be a way to communicate that financial independence or being successful financially does not mean you have to be the traditional entrepreneur open up, opening up a shop somewhere or a business somewhere. And I find the younger generations are, uh, well, let me say younger generations, I sound like an old man. Guys now, or, 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 well, women and and and, and young men now, again, I correct myself, I'm just categorizing everybody as guys, <laughs> I got the look, they have this idea that I am only going to work for somebody for a year and then I'm starting my own business, but there's never anything other than the objective to start your own business because there is no great understanding or passion about what they want to do anyway. So... It would be good if people realize that I can be financially successful. I can be wealthy or even comfortable going forward if there are other avenues to getting there through investments or whatever else or savings, et cetera, where I can be comfortable without everyone trying to start a business. And I think right now there's this idea that the only way I can do this is to start a business. As a result, every week there's five other icing companies starting up. The following week, 20 people starting up here braiding businesses. And then you can go on and on. There's no real, like, you know, someone looking at the market and saying, okay, there is a demand for this, like Dario did. Dario saw all these vehicles on the road. These are the amount of cars doing valet services. I'm going to step into this space. But that's not really how it's working right now. One of the latest things everybody's doing now is, like, everybody's got four rental cars. So there will be a glut. Because if everybody's doing it because it's easy to get into, then there's no barrier to you entering. So I think it's important for there to be some way to educate younger people or younger investors, if you want to call them that, to try to understand that it's not just open up a shopfront or or starting that traditional business. There are ways to do this and be comfortable um, outside of the traditional way it's presented.
1: Okay, I, I I think that's I think that's a uh, very very both of you um that's very very um important points that you made. Now, um, I would like to talk about vampires. Now, um, we we know the, the concept of energy vampires. What about financial vampires? Have you ever had to cut somebody or something off? Um, sort of like Kim and her coffee uh, when you realize um, that they were um, actually a hindrance to your success. And and if so or some designs that showed up that you were being leached upon um Dario
3: um i mean in business it might not be a person. You're, you're speaking specifically to be to to a person or something that can be Yeah,
1: like, like Kim's coffee. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs>
3: so yeah, in business for sure. I mean, COVID taught me that there were so many areas that we were spending money and uh, for the business that when, when COVID came and we had to shut down, really evaluate things. I was like, nah, we like, we can't start back with, with with this excessive spending. So we literally had to cut those vampires or put some light on them, if mm-hmm. we can use that that term. Um, and, and but on for, see the challenge is that when you work in a business it's hard for you to work on a business so you need that time to be able to step away and look at it objectively and really analyze your data and see exactly where it is that you need to trim where is it is that you need to do to really you know achieve your goals and and sometimes be some hard decisions sometimes be people sometimes be things sometimes it might just be it might be staff it might be can cons- it might be somebody that is actually supposed to be there doing good um and might just be sucking everything from you you know um and yeah. so so definitely i've i've experienced that in more than one way um but now i want to put it in, into practice to actually use every couple of months to be able to evaluate my business and be able to look and see how i could become more efficient um, and more effective because large companies do it but we as uh, smaller entrepreneurs or emerging business sometimes we don't get the opportunity to um, and we might not have the expertise we might not have the the, the expertise to tell us this, and it's time for you to check do a little med check on your business and see and see what's happening so I definitely think you know we as we as entrepreneurs that's definitely something that we should do every now and again
1: Andy, um, energy, I'm sorry, financial vampires, persons or things, or and things? Definitely, I, I've never had anyone,
2: any person around me that was a financial vampire. Um, I think people around me are pretty solid, so that, you know, luckily for me. Um, in terms of things, though, as Dario mentioned, you have to be careful with your expenses because there are certain things that you may not need um, at the volumes you used to use it before. Mm-hmm. Um, but... <clears throat> one of the things i tell myself over one of the things i tell myself as well is i did not become a business owner to work my, app, work my <laughs> to work my bottom off until i'm 75 and then retire and my retirement is just me as an old man wobbling on to mm. uh, you know a cruise ship somewhere my whole thing is if you don't find balance then you won't be happy with whatever business pursuit you have it can't just be let me collect as much money as possible Mm -hmm. So when you think vampires, some of that, you know, sucking the life out of you is literally the work. And if you don't seek the balance that you need. Absolutely. um, It doesn't make any sense, you know, making all of that money and then, you know, just not being able to do anything to enjoy your life. So I think quality of life is important. And COVID is showing us a lot that that's extremely important. Um, How we balance, you know, both what we put into work and what we enjoy about life
0: who's the first person that either of you go to when you need business or investment advice?
3: I, I think for me is a, is a bit of a process. There's no one person to be honest. Uh, there's no one person. I, I have about five or yeah, about five to six persons that I would sit down with and each of them, I will pitch the idea at them or pitch search for the advice in a different way to try to get a different response and that kind of thing. And, um, and then I will put the information together and, um, and and make a decision based based on based on their input and based on ultimately what, what I think is best for me at that time as well.
2: Pretty much the same. It's a, a group of people I work closely with that I can bounce ideas off of, and and we can get a, a decision on how to move forward with things. So it's not just one person.
0: So what's next? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you had a some time question. over the pandemic when you had you had to sit down and sort of reevaluate things, with that med check, and so you've come out of that still you know made I assume made some changes as a result what's next
3: um, I mean for me I, I think the pandemic I used to think that my purpose um, was to was to you know build build my business and or rather build shine and become the best owner of shine I could possibly be but you know because of the pandemic and because of things I've been exposed to after and as a result of the pandemic you know I finally but i think that i've discovered what my true purpose is which is to be able to you know contribute to the real development of of a of a of an ecosystem or environment that's conducive for the development of of entrepreneurs i like i am i am passionate i could probably not get paid and still be passionate and still be devoted to entrepreneurship because i i've seen you struggle for myself and i understand that sometimes um there's so many good ideas that might be lost out there just because the people might not just have the right consultancy, they might not have the right support, they might not necessarily know what to do, might not have the confidence to do what they need to do. And um, you know, I wanna play a, a critical role in being able to harness some of that 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 talent, some of those ideas and, and to bring them to the fore and ultimately contribute to the development of the island and, and quite possibly the region. So I think that is my 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 purpose. And I and I tend I'm trying to put things in place to be able to work more, uh, more more towards that every day. Next for you, Andy. Thanks
2: for that. I'll change my answer to be more (laughs) inspirational. (laughs) I was about to talk about something. You plan to buy? (laughs) Um, No, it's it's the the I like what I do um, a lot, Um, and I find the greatest joy in doing more of it and. Sharing it as well in terms of of I think I mentioned earlier this this I'm trying to figure out how to build a community where I can mentor more and teach more and help more, and I find recently for the last couple of years or so that's given me as much joy as as you know the business is giving um so i I have to figure out you know how can I deliver that more consistently or more formally um to you know Really and truly makes me feel as good as they you know, probably feel getting the information. So I think that's, that's a good direction to go with, and especially since Dario, you know, <laughs> got all these lofty goals. Um, but yeah, and, and then obviously, as long as the business is steady and I'm doing well enough, then I can give time over into these other things as well.
0: Well, so. thank you guys both so much. And, um, you know, we've been talking about the company we keep and also you've shed a lot of light on entrepreneurship, the avenues that people take to get getting there. So thank you both. The one of the things that's definitely come out and I thought about it, especially when Dario mentioned, you know, the pandemic and having to reassess was that it's really important to to have different forms of things, um, investment and sources of income. Um, those are I think that's a lesson that a lot of us heard. Some have learned, um, some are working on in terms of, you know, after having experienced the pandemic and having to have our lives changed and get flipped upside down so, so significantly. So, it, you know, that's one of the things you, I think people want to remember. And also how important it is to have a community. Both of you spoke about having different friends and, and people and partners, people that you um, appreciate and whose opinions and, and experience you appreciate and that you, that you, you call on. So that's also important, and I appreciate you sharing that information with us. You can also, uh, listeners, I want you to remember that you can invest in mutual funds as an option with Fortress Fund Managers as another source of income. As Omar mentioned, it's a way for you to have all your eggs not be in one basket. And it's also a simple way of growing your funds and growing your money without even having to think about it. You know, Dario mentioned somebody encouraging him to put aside just $50 and that's something that you could do in a mutual fund you don't have to have a ton of money to invest in a mutual fund and the money will grow over time it is not something that you're going to come back to next week and have a billion dollars but Dario's been in business 10 years imagine what you know that $50 if he'd been putting it aside assuming, in a mutual fund is, is it just fifty? <laughs> 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 you, <laughs> exactly, <a> <laughs> you know so but that's always something that you can understand and appreciate in retrospect but here it is. We're telling you today. So, and Dario has told you today as well. So thank you all very much for that. Thank you all for listening to The Company You Keep on Do It for Grantly. As always, we you welcome your feedback. And this week, we're curious to know if there's one financial wizard you could share a brain with. Who would it be? Send us your replies by voice note at fortressfund.com slash podcast. That's fortressfund.com slash podcast. Or send us a DM or on Instagram and Facebook that's it from me i'm kim howard
1: and i'm Omar kennedy
0: thank you take care bye bye do it for Grantly is a production of fortress fund managers you can listen to and download all our episodes and all the good places podcasts are available or on our website fortressfund.com that's fortressfund.com where you can also find this episode's show notes explaining all the financial terms we mentioned in the show Remember to let us know what you think about the podcast, this episode or other money matters. You can send us a voice note at fortressfunds.com slash podcast, email us at info at fortressfunds.com or message us on Facebook or Instagram at Fortress Funds Managers. Most people find out about podcasts through recommendations. So spread the word and tell your friends about our show. Until next time, I'm Kim Howard.
1: And I'm Omar Kennedy.
0: Thanks for listening.